0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Hockey Journey Podcast, episode number 121, The Holistic Health Coach, Kayla Olson-Petlick, presented to you by OnlineHockeyTraining.com. I'm your host, Coach Lance Petlick. If you're new here, please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Before we dive into a little discussion about holistic health with my new daughter-in-law, Kayla Olson-Pitlick, and begin this conversation. If you want to learn more about me, my hockey experiences, that I have the world's largest database of off-ice stick handling, passing, and hockey shooting drills, what I know, and most importantly, how I've been helping hockey players get really good with a stick and puck, just head on over to OnlineHockeyTraining.com. That's OnlineHockeyTraining.com and gain instant access to my 10-part video series, where I'll show you everything. Consider it my gift to you. Lastly, if you live in Minnesota or are visiting the state of hockey sometime soon and want to schedule an in-person off-ice stick skills lesson, I'd love to have the opportunity to show you my little world. Go to SweetHockeyCoach.com That's SweetHockeyCoach.com and watch the video on the homepage for instructions. Thanks. And I look forward to working with you sometime soon. As I mentioned in the intro, I have a new daughter in law. And if you would have told me two, just over two years ago, when I started the Hockey Journey podcast, that one of my sons would be married, and I'd be having his wife on the show. What? Mind blowing. But here we are, and I couldn't be more excited. Why am I so excited, you ask? Great question, people. Because I owe a ton of credit to my next guest, for suggesting some pretty impactful ideas for improving my overall health and happiness uh, the last two calendar years. What's cool is that everything she's learned, shared with me and other close family members, is now available to anyone interested in optimizing their life, as you'll learn more about in the coming conversational minutes. Uh, I've talked enough, so let's get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, Please help me in welcoming Kayla Olson-Pitlick to the show. Kayla, welcome to the Hockey Journey Podcast.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's not every day that you get to uh, record a podcast with your father-in-law, so I'm happy
0: to be here. No, uh, I'm just going to, real quick, I usually don't get into the nuts and bolts of a day, but man, um, we can talk about this later, but it has just been cloudy here, it seems like for weeks and man, it's it's really affecting, you know, me. I Even I, I got to go outside and just take a five minute walk just to, you know, get some fresh air, but that really has affected me. Um, has it been similar out there where you guys are in Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, it has, surprisingly. Um, super cloudy, not as cold as, as Minnesota, um, but yeah, I mean, seasonal depression, they call it sad, is, is a real thing, and yeah, just that lack of sunlight and vitality. Um we actually uh invested in a vitamin D lamp um for this winter because yeah it's a it's a real problem um in the in the north that we all kind of deal with and everyone's a little bit like demented in the winter. So yeah it's it's been a real a real thing that we all go through every season.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the weird one. So definitely so uh so you're getting Uh, into the holistic health coach game, Um, have studied under Paul Check, and have all of your certifications through the world-renowned Check Institute. Uh, I want to hear everything about how you're helping people become better versions of themselves uh, each and every day, and we'll eventually get there. But first, if you don't mind, uh, before we get to what you're doing today, uh, what I like to do with all the guests I have on the show is to take a few minutes and rewind the tape. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Your parents, other siblings, friends, early interests, etc. cetera. Uh, basically, give the listeners a glimpse at home, a tiny peek of what it was like growing up. Kayla Olson at the time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I grew up in Minnesota, and uh, whenever anyone asks me in Minnesota where I grew up, I have a hard time answering because we moved around so much. Um, I was born to a single mother, um, and I am a twin. So a single mother of twins. Um, and yeah. Hold on. We,
0: let, me, let me interrupt there. Is there, what kind of twin? Because aren't there a couple <laughs> versions, fraternal and identical? and identical?
1: Yes, there are a couple of versions. Um, and I'm an identical twin, which means we essentially are of the same DNA, the same egg that's split into two. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, that, is, that a
0: better, is that a better version to be than fraternal? <laughs> I,
1: I would say so because it's more fun because we look so similar that we um, mess with people quite a bit.
0: <laughs> oh, you're one of those two. Okay. <laughs>
1: Not on purpose, but it just kind of happens where someone might come up to me um, in school and be like, Hey, Demi. And you just get to the point. That's my sister's name, Demi. And you get to the point where you just kind of go along with it. And it's, it's kind of fun.
0: So that was Yeah. Fun. Well, yeah. I, I know it. When the first time I saw the two of you together, it I had to pause and you know think who was who because <laughs> it is it is close, so sorry for interrupting,
1: no, my uh yeah, even my closest family members um still have a hard time telling us apart, so yeah, that's always fun. Um, but yeah, so we grew up, it was just the three of us uh in the beginning um until we were about five, and then uh, my mom ended up marrying and we became very quickly a family of three into a family of six um and like i said we moved around a lot and that just was based on where my parents could find work and where you know they could afford to live and raise a family um and so we i was born kind of closer to the twin cities in your neck of the woods in the plymouth was area and then when we um, became a bigger family we moved out about an hour west um just where it was a little bit more affordable for my parents to, you know, raise us and take care of us. Um, and we eventually, I want to say, I think it was my junior year in high school, we moved back to Wayzata um, based on my my stepdad's job. And that was quite a uh, culture shock for my sister and I, um, because we were in a very you know, small school, small worlds, um, where our class size was about 100. And then uh, Wayzata is one of the, the biggest um, schools in Minnesota and that went to, I think our class size was around 900. Um, and so, you know, that was quite the, uh, the difference um, in size uh, and just, yeah, a lot of different things. And um, But yeah, I was really blessed. Uh, like I said, my, my mom had us. She was very young. She was a single parent, uh, but we spent a lot of time with our grandparents growing up. So my maternal grandparents, who we call Nana and Papa, they lived out in the middle of the woods. Um, and so we spent a lot of time outdoors. And then my paternal grandparents actually have a lake home uh, that was built by my great grandparents. And so a lot of time at the cabin, at the lake, in nature. And that really was growing up my um, my way of stress relief, I guess. Uh, and I kind of grew up obviously before the big social media movement, uh, aging myself a bit. But I am going to be thirty this year. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time growing up just outside and uh, with my grandparents, and you know, moving around a lot. But and then well, also, let me ask, yeah. let me ask
0: you this because you a couple things the the moving around bit you you said that a lot. Your mom, after some time having you kids, got married. Uh, I I come. Uh, from a divorced family. So I know that when there's a disruption in the family uh, or, you know, in the the, the dynamic, it, it was challenging. And I was, you were five. So um, that, I, for me, it happened when I was going into fifth grade. But anyways, and then the other thing you, you said that uh, I caught when you're at your grandparents' house in the woods, that you said that the being out in nature was a stress relief. So are I'm connecting the dots here. Was that tough for you, moving around and you know getting into another family that had other siblings when you went from three to six?
1: Yeah, no, for sure, it was a big stressor, um, just a big change, you know. And especially as kids, we don't always cope with that the best. Um, and for us, uh, my stepdad, he had a daughter that was the same age as me and my sister, and so three girls of the same age uh, was quite an interesting dynamic. There was sometimes, you know, some two of one. <laughs> so yeah, that was hard. And then she didn't live with us full time. So um, she, you know, kind of had her way of how she was raised. And my mom raised my sister and I very differently. And as a single parent, you know, what my mom said was, you know, the final <laughs> law and there was no like, let me go ask dad. And so definitely different like parenting styles, like when my brother was born and uh, my stepsister coming into the picture. So there was just a lot going on. And and yes, yeah. um, time in nature as, like, my de-stressor, I feel like it kind of was, like, my little, like, fantasy land. Um, and, you know, at that point, obviously, I didn't know, like, all of the actual, like, you know, research that goes into, like, uh, how nature actually is, like, the greatest, you know, de-stressor. And you kind of get into more of, like, a meditative State um, and obviously we talked about at the beginning the vitamin D, the sunshine, like that's so important for our health and fresh air and all those things. So yeah, that really was where I kind of escaped from the stress at home and the stress at school because um, I was I was always deemed as like a shy kid growing up. But really, um, it was probably around that time when you know we grew our family and started moving around a lot that my social anxiety was just through the roof. Um, and so, yeah, that was, those were all things that I could escape from
0: out in nature. So, so what, did, what, did, what would be an example of social anxiety? Just cause I train a lot of, um, I train way more girls than I do boys now. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in the world that, I mean, how do you deal with it? So what does that look like? You know, that you're. You just, uh, that increased anxiety, what, what would a day have, what would happen to you physically or emotionally?
1: I think for me, how that showed up was, um, sort of like this feeling that I was, would embarrass myself by what I would say, what I would do. So I was very like closed off, quiet. Um, if anyone even like, there was a time in my life where if someone would speak to me, like my face would get, you know, beat red like just like the yeah the simple thing of like being acknowledged by like another person and yeah just like the anxiety of not knowing what to say or saying the wrong thing and I was even thinking about like recording this podcast today like um that past version of me would have probably been up all night worrying that I could you know say the wrong thing or you know embarrass myself somehow or you know make you think of me differently like who is this person that my <laughs> my son is married, like um so yeah that took and it was kind of funny because they always say like the uh the medicine is in you know the poison and i think really how i overcame my social anxiety was by being social and i was forced to do that um when i was working in college um in like re- the restaurant business so serving bartending all those kind of things where i was really forced to you know, make small talk with people and just get more comfortable. Like, I really feel like that's how I overcame that.
0: That's awesome. So you, you're you progressing up. When did you uh, move to Wayzata? Was that during high school years or?
1: Yep, that was right in the middle of our junior year. Um, so, yeah, middle of the school year. Like I said, big culture shock. Um, but my, my mom uh, really, you know, She kind of saw what was was the future like for, you know, someone in a small town. And this is very, like, generalized, but, you know, she always wanted for me and my sister a life better than what she had, you know, kind of gotten herself into. Um, And she just saw that there was way more opportunity um, in a school district like Wayzata and for getting into college and all those things. So, yes, it was, you know, for where they could find work, but also I know my mom just you know, wanted those opportunities for my sister and I, so that went into it as well.
0: Okay, were you? Did you play sports? Did you and your sister play sports? Were you did. You have similar interests then? Like you did everything together?
1: <laughs> we were attached at the hips, and um, I, my sister and I, we both, of course, did uh, track and dance lines. So that's what we got into um, around, I think, middle school, and that was just based on you know, my parents couldn't invest a lot of time and money into um, a sport, uh, but also just where we grew up, like uh, things like lacrosse, soccer, even like hockey. Um, I remember there was like three small towns you had to combine just to like make one hockey team. Um, But yeah, we did track and dance and that was just kind of something to, I guess, keep us busy, move our bodies. Um, I didn't love track. I thought it was actually pretty boring um, going to track meets and you know, waiting around for your event and it's over in a matter of seconds. Um, but dance was something that I definitely got into a lot more and loved. And um, I just loved, like, learning the routines, um, moving my body. Like, my sister and I would spend hours just down in our basement, you know, getting that routine right. And uh, her and I are both uh, both a bit type A. I think I'm a little bit more a mix. Um, but, yeah, get like, learning that routine – um, I think I can, you know, freestyle using dance as a metaphor a bit more, um, but that was something that definitely fit with us, uh, and I eventually gave that up just because we, uh, my sister and I made the varsity team uh, for Dance Line our freshman year, and none of our friends made the team, and it just, it, it wasn't fun anymore, um, and so, yeah, it just wasn't something that I had enjoyed as much, and so... When we moved to WyZetta we just kind of, you know, gave that up. And also because YZ school district is very competitive. And like I said, we were just doing it for fun as some, and something to do. So that's gotcha. kind of where that, where that died.
0: Gotcha. So, uh, anyone in your fam, did your, did your mom go to college? I can't remember if I heard that or not.
1: No, uh, my sister and I were, uh, first generation college graduates. So that was a really big deal, um, because, yeah, my mom, she was 23 when she had us, and she she wasn't really on the greatest path, and so she always, you know, says that, you know, my sister and I were a big blessing in that way, even though there was obviously a lot of hardship uh, in raising twins on your own, but she wasn't on the best path. And so, yeah, my sister and I were first, the first to graduate from college, and um, I really have my mom to thank for that, because um, what I perceived as a lot of tough love growing up was really just her wanting, um, us to have like a world of opportunities. And that's really what my degree gave me.
0: So one of the, the question that pops into my head is my family and my boys, uh, what we experienced, all of us went to the university of Minnesota and we, we got some type of financial assistance, a scholarship to go there. Um, did your mom help out? paying for college or were, were you and your sister Demi, uh, you know, you're on the hook trying to figure it all out on your own.
1: Yeah. I mean, my mom would have helped for sure if she could, but she wasn't in that position. And so, um, there was a lot of financial aid, uh, just because we, you know, were eligible for it. And then there were a lot of loans that, um, we had to take out just to go. Uh, and at the time, you know, I'm an 18-year-old girl. I don't really understand what that means as far as, you know, I'm going to be paying this back and then some, which is, you know, the interest on those loans. And, yeah, I ended up graduating with, you know, six figures in in debt because, you know, it took me five years to get where I wanted to be, and I actually went to an all-girls private college, and so it was more expensive. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't trade that experience. Uh, My sister... Uh, had her go at the U of M for a semester, and it was just too big, too overwhelming. And I um, I think I really, like, thrived in sort of the all-girl, smaller environment, kind of, like, similar to how we grew up. Um, and it took a lot of the pressure, social pressure, off for me. So, um, yeah, we ended up with a lot of debt and... You know, I had to enter the career force, although I had already been working since I was 15, um, to start, you know, paying that off and also, you know, building the life that I wanted to create for myself.
0: It's it's interesting because you were right at the, the kind of the, the a fork in the road when, you know, if you if, if the Internet and the world was like today, would you go back to college? and do a college, uh, you know, 100000 in college, or would you invest 100000 in creating an online business or something like that?
1: I think about that a lot, actually. Um, and I feel like the only thing is, like, I feel like my path was my path, and that, um, that degree did open doors for me to have the experiences that really got me to where I am today. And um, if I hadn't have found myself you know, working, um, at a company, we were doing microbiome sequencing and that just like really opened a lot of doors for me as far as like my personal growth, um, building my career. And then just like really discovering a lot of things about myself through, through the world of, you know, corporate and, uh, just science. Cause that's something i had always been passionate about and, um, improving human health through science, um. So, yeah, I, I do think about that, like, was it a waste? But then I think, well, yeah, I, maybe I would have never gotten to this point and really discovered, like, my true passion and what I believe is, like, my true purpose.
0: So what did you graduate with?
1: Uh, my sister and I both graduated with degrees in biochemistry. Um, I actually ended up at that, the school St. Kate's in St. Paul because it's a nursing school. And my mom thought I would make a great nurse. So I was good at taking care of people. And um, I very quickly realized that that was not for me, at least that kind of setting, in you know, a hospital setting. And, but I still was really interested in the um, science part and especially, like, the biology um, of the human body. And so, yeah, I ended up graduating with a degree in biochemistry, which you can do quite a lot with. Uh, my sister actually went on to pursue her doctorate in um, pharmacy, so she's going to be graduating this year. And I, I just entered the workforce because I didn't know um, what I wanted to do exactly, uh, so I wasn't going to invest even more money or time into, you know, a master's or anything like that. Um, but yeah,
0: what? Uh, how many jobs did you have before you you met Ram?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I've lost count, but I, I did everything from corn to tasseling to nannying. I even worked at the IT help desk. Um, like I said, a lot of jobs in the restaurant business. Um, yeah, the, the list really goes on. Uh, probably somewhere in the ballpark of like ten different jobs.
0: Wow, and that's and you've been working since how old?
1: Fifteen. Um, we were old enough to start corn to tasseling um, in the summers. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I picked radishes, is what I did, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you, you get that first job, funny. I always uh,
1: love asking people what what was their first job.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. So um, you're you're doing your biochem, so you're smarty pants. Good for you. Here's cool. my applause for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you that stuff it. never... Math and sciences were very challenging for me, but anyways, we all are attracted or uh, drawn to something, but um, you are working, you're dating Ram. We, we see you once in a while, getting to know you a little bit, and then all of a sudden, um, he, he gets uh, moved to Montreal, and you're going to do something different than you have, you know, you haven't done since you were 15, and that's not work, because you're going to... Before every other year, you guys would just, he'd go away for the season. You would just go visit him. You were always working, but uh, you had an opportunity where you could go up there and work remotely for a little bit, and then you were done working. Um, how was that? Did that open your eyes a little bit? Was it tough to even can fathom that? And then when you were into it, what? how was the first few days?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that was a big transition. Um, in my life like you said i had been working since i was 15 um definitely raised with my mom with this mentality of be independent take care of yourself never depend on anyone else never quit your job before you have a job all those things and um, i was doing the exact opposite of that at that time just because you know i i wanted to be with rem i knew that we had a future together and um but at the same time i had built this career i put so much time and energy into it um and, yeah, I was actually doing some life coaching at the time with Angie Check, who is Paul Check's wife. And she gave me really great advice. And it was something along the lines of, you know, envision yourself like going in there, and, you know, resigning from your job and moving to Montreal, you know, with with REM. And how does that feel in your body? And, you know, how does the opposite feel? And I really like sat with that decision and it just felt like the right time. And um, I ended up making the leap and. Yeah, I was really lucky that my I had built up like enough of a repertoire at work where they um, let me transition where I could, you know, finish out the year remotely. And so there was a little bit more of like, you know, like I said, a transition rather than just like cut and dry, like I'm done working. But but yeah, this year, this past year, 2023 was, like you said, the first year in you know, 15 years that I hadn't had a job. Um, and that that was pretty like mind blowing, like blew the top off of every way that like I kind of experienced my usual day. Um, And I had a lot of, you know, extra energy and like mental space to really like focus on like what I was passionate about and get really clear on what I wanted to do with my life. And I I'm so thankful um, to Rem for, you know, giving me that freedom. And he's always my biggest supporter. Um, and to you as well, like you, uh, were someone who said, you know, see what you, you know, see what comes out of that space or like, you don't have anything else going on with your day. And yeah, I feel like it really did, um, give me the, the time and space to get clear on what I wanted to do with the rest of my life and what I wanted to create and what Rem and I were working towards together. So it's been, it's been pretty, um, pretty great.
0: That's awesome. Um. I I was just happy for you because, you know, it was, you had an opportunity where you could take a breath. It was like when Lee said when I retired from, from plan, um, you know, it wasn't that we had to jump right into something. We had some time and you you got to have some, you know, pretty candid conversations with yourself to see what's, what's next. What's the, what's the next plan? What's the next uh, road we're going to get on, get in on so you you've always been kind of a, a nature hugger, not quite the tree hugger that Lisa is, <laughs> but <laughs> but close. Um, you know what, what did you have any like health issues growing up that it it kind of forced you to 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 take notice and to see if there was something that maybe you were eating that was contributing to? you know, something that you didn't want going on in your life. How did you get to the point where you were drawn to the Czech Institute uh, to get to put all that time in to, to get certif- certified? Because, I mean, it's like going to college again. It's so much information. And to uh, embark on this journey of uh, passing on what you've you've learned to others so they don't have to, you know, maybe experience the, the, the tougher times as much or as long.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's a really, I wouldn't say there was like an aha moment, but a a lot of events that kind of led me there. And my health was definitely one of them. And I mentioned my my social anxiety um, already. And people sometimes, you know, I think there's more um, uh, acceptance nowadays that like mental health is a part of health. And that was a big piece for me. Um, But on top of that, um, my skin was, was a big one. I, I suffered with acne quite a bit. And I think where that stems from, um, initially was, um, I had a, a staph infection in, in middle school that I got in my foot. Uh, we're not exactly sure how, um, but I ended up being hospitalized cause it was like life threatening. Um, and I was on all these antibiotics. Um, you know, I, I kicked the infection and then just things with my skin started happening after that um, that just, like, never never ended. And it was always something different. It was never quite presenting in the same way. So I dealt with, you know, cystic acne, fungal acne, things that we thought were still just, like, staph manifesting um, on my body. And that was, yeah, that was traumatizing because I already mentioned, you know, I'm socially anxious. And as a teenage girl, it's like I didn't want to go to school because my skin was bad. Um, and because I, you know, was so anxious and that just you know, it was like this vicious circle that I was really caught in. Um and on top of that, like, um, there's a lot of things that we're kinda told that are, you know, just hereditary. And I I think the thing that we forget is that um not only do we, you know, pass down our genes to our children, but also um kind of like our lifestyle. And so I was really just like continuing on with the lifestyle that my parents had, which was all that I knew. And that was a lot of um, eating processed foods. Like, it's kind of, you know, funny to me now, but really, like, the three main food groups that I grew up on was, like, you know, gluten, dairy, and McDonald's. And that's, um, you know, what my <laughs> what my mom ate when she was pregnant with us. It's, you know, what we ate whenever we were, you know, on trips to, you know, be handed off to our grandparents for the weekend. You know, we would always stop at McDonald's. And uh, my mom did the best that she could, and a lot of that was, you know, boxed. You know, dinners and um, <laughs> we kind of make fun of, you know, what she put together, but she really just did the best she could. And now I kind of try to make those same recipes, but try to like elevate them a bit. Like, hamburger helper is one <laughs> that yeah. i been making a lot. Um, but yeah, just like from that lifestyle in hindsight, I realized those things eventually caught up to me. And like I said, that presented as acne and um, my skin, and then just a lot of mental brain fog and headaches and then um you know as soon as my my period came around when i was that age um my periods were horrible and i had horrible symptoms horrible back pain and i was that person in middle school um who would have such a heavy period that i would bleed out in my chair and have to wear my gym clothes for the rest of the day and um yeah it was all just very i didn't know any different um until you know i until really i met rem and Obviously, he was taking his health seriously for a different reason because, you know, his his body is his vessel um, for playing hockey and being the best player that he can be. And um, and yeah, I I really started to care about the environment. That was my thing. Um, I was super into sustainability and um, reducing plastics. And I, I was working in a lab and so I was super hyper aware of all the single use plastic. Um, and that was something I really was deeply passionate about. And Ram was like, "Why do you care about plastic? Like, you need to care about your health." And <laughs> we we eventually realized that you know it's all connected. Like the health of the planet and the health of our bodies like go hand in hand. And um, that is something that we eventually could really relate on um, him and I. And something that is like the I think greatest connector in our relationship is is health and um, so yeah, long answer, but that's kind of how I got here. And, uh, I have been able to clear a lot of those symptoms. Like, my skin is better than it's been. Um, I definitely do not experience the same level of anxiety. And yeah, it, it's hard to even like tap back into those, those states and those feelings, um, and those symptoms that I, I dealt with for so long because, um, yeah, through the holistic living and, Paul Chuck's work and just all of the information that Rem and I have taken in over the years to just you know try to to be the best versions of ourselves and um, live a healthier life for ourselves, for our families, for for the planet, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a long road.
0: So you're 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 helping people, obviously, and that's one of the greatest uh, accomplishments at all. that If you can find a way to have your work where you help people. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you got involved with, uh, Paul check Ta- tell everyone a little bit about, uh, you know, the, your certifications, uh, through, uh, the check Institute and, you know, how, how this is going to apply to people that you work with.
1: Yeah. Um, so I found Paul check through, through REM, uh, REM, uh, was a big kind of if the term is checky. He was a big checky before the rest of us. Um, and I, um, through REM, I read Paul's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Um, and I really resonated with that. And then he also has a, a podcast, Living 4D, and then like, just the wealth of knowledge and like YouTube videos, and things online. And um, Paul Check has been, you know, practicing holistic health for longer than I've been on this planet. And um, I think sometimes people might look at his, you know, book or his website and think that it might look outdated because he's been at it so long. But really, the information is just like timeless. Um, And he really has a way of simplifying um, health, I think, and just getting it back to the the basics, back to the foundations. Um, And so he has this sort of four doctor approach, um, which is the four doctors are Dr. Diet, Dr. Quiet, Dr. Happy and Dr. Movement. And if you can master those four doctors, like you you really can a- achieve you know, better health for whatever you're trying to overcome. There's always going to be nuances, but like those really are like the foundations. And, you know, if you don't have those foundations, then like, okay, you can sit in front of my vitamin D lamp, but you're still probably not going to look or feel the way that you want to um, until you really master the basics. Um, really, like the most foundational basic things, um, and a lot of his, uh, his work is based off of um, how our ancestors lived. So, you know, what, how did they eat? You know, how did they sleep? Like, they were really in tune with the rhythm of of nature's, their circadian rhythms, you know, for us women, like our, our menstrual cycles, like, it's all just like a cyclical, a cyclical thing. And we're just cyclical beings. And we're so out of tune with that, that I think that's where, like, you know, issues really manifest. And, And we forget, you know, where, where our food comes from and, you know, where ultimately like we came from as a species, like, even though, you know, we're living in this digital era um, and, you know, things have progressed, like we're still the same biology as, you know, the cavemen who were, you know, just cooking their food over the fire. And now, you know, we have all these advances where we have, you know, a stove where we can cook our food and we have HVAC to, you know, keep us warm, but we kind of create all this other like busyness and make health really complicated, but really um, it's just going back to the basics and simplifying it. Um, I think to a lot of people get overwhelmed because there's so much information now, like you said, with the internet, like you can find all the information and there's a lot of, you know, conflicting information on health. And um, that's where I think Paul really is a genius where he just simplifies it. And he says, you know, I want to, in all of his courses and the certifications that um, I've taken and Rem has as well. um, He says, you know, I want to teach you how to think, not what to think. Um, And so, so yeah, the, the certifications um, for holistic health coaching, um, I think as a coach and you can probably relate to this, like number one, like you have to be practicing what you're preaching before you can really teach it to someone else. And so um, I took, you know the past couple of years, especially you know when I was done working, to really apply these principles myself, so that I just you know live and breathe them every day and just know them like the back of my hand. And now, um, you know, to teach onto others, and uh, I really started with you know our families um, and getting them more on board. Um, and now I, I just I know that I I can help others, um, other people, other women who. We're at where I was at and experiencing the things that I was experiencing. Um, and yeah, I just, I want to help people kind of get through all the noise and cut through all the sort of like bullshit and all the, the biohacks and all those things. And just remember the basics and those things will, will really get you, I think, where you want to be, whether it's, you know, it's clear up your brain fog, clear up your acne, to be the best athlete you can be like rems, you know, a living example of that. Um, so, yeah.
0: Well, I think it's, I think it's um, a good point or a good time just to remind people out there. I mean, this is a hockey podcast, so we should have hockey players listening, but there is this, I think when you think of hockey improvement or any sport improvement, you think of the the physical, training you know getting better skating stick handling stuff like that but that's only a small percentage of the day you know okay. you, you got to operate and do all kinds of you know make all kinds of choices and decisions hopefully the right ones all day and then you hit the reset button and then the next day you got to do it again um, I think that one of the the qualities that maybe drew you and Rem together where that you know you you both are just workhorses and you you just you define what the heck you want and then you you get the sledgehammer to it put it into easily manageable bite sized chunks and you just start grinding out day after day. Um, it's so I just I, I wanted just to segue into the hockey part of it, but you know how has that changed? Since you got to really see REM, or you know, an athlete, a high high end athlete that you know is is doing so much to to be the best that they can be, give them ch- themselves a chance to be the best they can be. Because I'll tell you this: when I played Kayla, I didn't act like that. You know, <laughs> I was a couple beers after most games. You know, it was you know not chicken wings, but I mean, I ate healthy and stuff, but I didn't go the extra mile to see if I could take it to another level. So, um, is, I'm sure that that gives you an insight that, you know, if, if a few people that I work with, you know, want to, you know, get to know what you got going on, that you can really relate to the, to the hockey side of it too.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's been very eye opening because I think, um, We, I think we put athletes on a pedestal and we think that um, it comes easy and that people are kind of like naturally, you know, just gifted and that's just, you know, it's in their genes. It's, you know, and yeah, I guess when I got together with Rem and, you know, through his professional hockey journey, especially, I realized how much goes into it and like how much of his life revolves around hockey and it isn't just um you know is he gifted and is he working on his skills but it's you know is he managing his energy and is he you know eating correctly and also um paul check has this totem pole um that he uses for like a health assessment at the very top it's it's your psyche it's your mindset and then the next is you know your breath but like once again at the very top it, it's your mindset and how how do you, you know, get through those those times where, you know, it's a very high stress career um, or just athletes in general, it's very high stress because, you know, you're using your body, you're using your mind, you're being judged on your performance. Um, it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of things that I don't think um, that people realize. And uh, it's just so much more than just being, you know, gifted and uh, putting in a lot of hours, you know in the gym or whatever, whatever it is, um, it's, it's a lot of mindset. It's a lot of balancing. Like I've talked about those, those four doctors, those six foundation principles and just managing your energy. And that's something, um, you know, when Rem and I, when I decided I was going to leave my job and, um, you know, join Rem and just be a support for him while I was kind of figuring out exactly what I wanted to do, um, just helping him manage his energy through i would do all the grocery shopping all the cooking all the cleaning and just making sure that he had an environment at home and an environment that i was helping him cultivate in his body through you know his nutrition and his hydration where he could maximize his energy and you know continue to um show up at the rink and of course build on his skills and all those things but you know we've done so many things from optimizing uh, his, his travel and, you know, what, what he's eating on the road. And, um, you know, we, we've had to move around quite a bit. Like we, you know, we moved in ca we moved to Canada, which was, um, quite the, like the culture shock. And, uh, it was, yeah, we had to make a lot of adjustments from, you know, where we were getting our food. Everything was in French <laughs> on the labels in Montreal. And yeah, yeah you just kind of have to navigate through those and um, just be resilient and, always remember the basics, which is what Rem and I um, live every single day. And it's it's a lot in like the mundane. Um, it's less about, you know, having that one cold plunge and sauna session and more about, you know, how how do you sleep? Did you eat your three meals? Did you, you know, drink half your body weight and ounces of water that day? Like um, did you, you know, take time for yourself. Uh, you know, did you meditate? Did you do something that you loved? It's, it's all, it's all those things balancing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it is a balance, um, but it's, it's that persistence, um, and you know, for me, what, what was really eye opening for me is when, and you, you got to reflect and you got to, you got to assess, right? Like you said, otherwise you, you're not, you're not keeping score, you're not seeing what's going on. But I, I was my my body for the longest time was in, I was just flare ups and I would have different parts of my uh, body, my knees, my groins, my hips, my shoulders, my back, and never really thought that, you know, is it, is there stuff that I'm eating that may be causing this? So I started tracking everything that I ate. And I found that if I cut out these highly processed foods, I mean, I was eating I loved uh, chocolate life cereal. And so instead <laughs> of popcorn, I'm chowing this. And then, you know, the videos are coming out that this is the, the one of the worst things that you can be putting into your body, this highly <laughs> processed cereal. Yeah. So I made that shift. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going five days out of seven, I'm in pain. Now I'm down to four, I feel pretty good. And now, you know, I, I'm barely flaring up uh, once a month to where it's debilitating, and I'd have to cancel lessons. So um, I I think that you know years ago when organic food let's just talk like that from that perspective, you know for the longest time that's like hippie stuff. You know mm-hmm. you're the, you're you're buying organic. Wow, you're weird. But now I mean everyone's doing organic because everyone's more educated now, and we're not we're not uh, getting the stranglehold by you know big business and the and the advertising. Uh, cause there, but now there's this so much out there that you just, you don't know what's true or what's false, right? Right. So go ahead. I was sorry to interrupt.
1: Oh no, I was just going to say, um, yeah, there's so many different like diets that people subscribe to. And I think the two, the big ones, there's like the carnivore diet, which is like all meat, and the, the vegan diet, which is, you know, all veggies and, you know, people do that and they feel so great. And it's like, okay, well, what do they have in common? And it's the fact that, yeah, they cut out those processed foods. Um,
0: and yeah,
1: that inflammation, those flare ups that you're, they're talking about in your body, like, of course, that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna be caused by what you're putting in your body. It's gonna be caused by, by stress because, you know, like I said, our biology hasn't evolved, you know, past the caveman area where if you are experiencing stress in any way, shape, or form, like, your body still perceives that as like you're running from a lion. and So if you're, you know, s- stressed about, um, whatever it is, your, your relationship or, you know, your performance that night, um, and your game wasn't, you know, what you wanted it to be like, yeah, all those things, um, can lead to that inflammation. But yeah, the really the key factor is what we are putting on our body and or in our body and on our body. Cause, um, especially as it relates to the skin, I've, I've learned is that, you know, we, we absorb things through our skin just as, you know, we absorb them through, you know, our GI tract, whatever, whatever we eat. Um, and so the products that we have in our environments um, matter even just as much as what you're, what you're putting in your body. But ultimately like we are what we eat. I know everyone has heard that before, but it's true. Like our body takes whatever we, you know, we give it, and it tries to create energy and create, you know, more muscle to, you know, either sustain muscle, or if you're trying to build muscle, if you're an athlete, like that all comes from your food, it doesn't, you know, come from anything else. And so I think, um, yeah, people will definitely notice a difference right away when you cut out those heavily processed things. And, um, I always like the quote something of if you don't recognize something on an ingredient label, your Bob your body probably won't either. Um wow. I think that's kind of a state that we've all we've all experienced. Um and you don't really know it's kinda of like the new normal, um, which is unfortunate, but just because it's normal doesn't mean it's it's right and when you cut those things off, I think you notice a difference right away. Like you're yeah. describing.
0: Awesome. So um I want to get to now what what you have going on, uh, your your health coaching. You know, we we've you shared with us. I mean, you had a, a challenging childhood. You know, probably a little more challenging than most. But uh, your first generation, you know, it didn't affect you. You still, you know, got that work ethic. You and Demi just kind of stuck together and grinded out. Okay. Um, you're a first generation college grad. You had some. Body insecurities. You you have some credit cards that were maxed out, <laughs> but along the way, you know, you you established a work ethic and you're organized. You care about the planet. Uh, you invested in yourself and you got uh, educated through the Czech Institute. Um, how how can people you know what what happens when someone wants to work with you? What's the process? Tell me a little bit about that so they can understand it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Right now, I'm on Instagram. So my uh, handle on there is holistic home body. And we can link that so people can find me. Um, And that really was born from, I guess, my my mission as a holistic health coach and sort of that persona that um, I'm keeping online is that um, I'm really as a coach on a mission to Help others create a healthier environment in their home and their body that's going to give them the energy to confidently go after their dreams, you know, whatever those might be. And, um, so you can find me on Instagram and you can book there. Um, otherwise you can email me, um, if you want to get in touch. And my email is kayla at alchemycircle.com, uh, which is a little bit of a foreshadow, uh, into what I have going on behind the scenes, um, with a health focused business that Rem and I um, hope to launch and that is really going to be focused around Coaching courses and community um, and so that is something that we'll be launching this year So people can look forward to that, um, but I really didn't want to wait until the perfect time um, or that launch to to Start coaching and so um, I am taking on clients right now um, as I'm working on all those things behind the scenes and Yeah, I have a, a lot to look forward to this year um, and yeah, that's where that's where you can find me. And if you want to work with me or follow along and just get some, you know, some free tips um, on my Instagram, I really want to provide some value on there. If, you know, working with a health coach isn't, you know, in your wheelhouse right now, at least um, you can keep me in the mind for the future and at least take in some of the information right now.
0: Perfect. I'll uh, connect with you. Uh, after the recording, but, uh, to get all that information and I'll, I'll put it in the, the description so people can easily, uh, click over to wherever you're directing them and they can learn some more about what you are doing, helping people. Um, anything else we got to cover young lady?
1: I think the only thing is I, I have a question for you Okay. and that is, um, from one coach to another, what, What's what's your advice? What's your one piece of
0: advice? Oh, getting into coaching. Um, you know, and it's something that you absolutely don't have to worry about. And I think that you shared that as, you know, you, you, you have to have a knowledge that other people don't have and a knowledge that that knowledge can help. And you're going to share it with them. But uh, the only way that really become sticky is if you're living those truths and i think that this this episode was that you're you're just sharing everything that uh you know you've investigated and that's what i i love about it is because you've done all the heavy lifting you're doing all the certifications and you're just giving me the the you know the easy stuff just do this it, you know, it takes about two minutes every day. Just do that. You know, uh, yeah. so you, you do all the heavy lifting and, you know, um, I don't want to spend time researching that stuff because my focus is on something else. So that's mm-hmm. why we pay coaches. So, you know, we can do, get on the fast track, uh, of absorbing. It's not like the matrix where they can download the program into us, but, you know, it's pretty <laughs> dark on close, so <laughs> um so thank you for uh everything that you've done there um i i I would just say yeah just uh be authentic and when you don't have to fake it um it's pretty easy and that first client which you already have you know that's the hardest one to get and you'll know very quickly if you're doing it doing things correctly by uh you know, people keep signing up and wanting to to get more of your time. Um, yeah. uh, I was told by a guy named Scott Bukestead, he's a, a shooting instructor here. I know you've heard of the name, but uh, yeah. I asked him kind of that same thing. What can I expect? He just says, you know, if if you're good, you won't have to advertise after a few years because it'll just be word of mouth. And that's uh, that's kind of how it's happened, so um i would say you're doing a great job young lady just uh keep being you and practicing what you preach and uh keep learning and uh i think you're going to be a, an awesome asset for for anyone who would uh, like to get working with you
1: thanks coach lance that that really means a lot coming from you so thank you
0: that. yeah you're very welcome <laughs> okay well we've come to the end this episode i want to thank you kayla for sharing your journey uh my wife lisa who you obviously know (laughs) shared a quote with me uh this week from some show that she's watching on netflix Uh, and it fits perfectly into anyone's uh, life journey and it goes something like this Uh, it's our scars that define what and who we are uh reminders of what we survived uh Pretty hard not to relate to that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, they're visible scars sometimes and others, they're internal that no one sees, but uh, we all have them. Um, So thank you for just sharing your story um, behind all the lows, the highs, uh, the education, the certifications, the debt, the relationships, experiences, all that stuff. What's emerged listening to you here today is an authentic, uh, thoughtful and courageous healer uh, with a mind focused on sharing just truth and helping others. So thank you for being you, Kayla, uh, for always helping others and making this place we live a little better each day. I appreciate you being here. And you know that any if I can help you in any way, young lady, uh, just give me a holler. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. I think it's it's really amazing what you've created here and a place where people can share their journeys. So thank you.
0: You're very welcome. We will uh, have you on again when you guys are going to be launching your website. Sound good?
1: Yes. Stay tuned.
0: Well, that concludes another episode of the Hockey Journey Podcast. I can't thank you enough for stopping by and listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and learning more about Holistic Health Coach Kayla Olson-Pitlick. If you'd like to learn more about how she's helping clients reach higher levels of personal happiness, I'll put all her information in the description. Lastly, if you think there's someone in your circle of family and friends that might like this episode as well, please share it with just one person. It will really help me in growing this hockey community. Again, I appreciate you being here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or submit a review. I hope to see you back here soon. And do me a favor, make someone close to you smile today. All the best, my friends.